Welcome back to the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Broughton. And today, I'm going to talk about how I decide on a purchase price for a property. Welcome back. I'm your host, Nathan. And today, I'm going to talk about two different types of purchases that I make. And I'm going to look at how I come to figure out what to offer. So the two types of properties we're going to talk about is the firstly, if it's a buy and hold property you're wanting to buy for cash flow, so you'll rent it out long term. And the second option is something you're going to buy, renovate and on sell for a quick profit. So these work much better on a deadline or a price by negotiation or a tender. They don't work as well for an auction. This will become clear as I go through how the strategy works. These are these are both a couple of properties that I've looked at. They're rough numbers, but they're, they're pretty close to, to the sort of deal that I'm looking at currently. But what you can do is you can use your numbers in this um, sequence, and that will hopefully help you with the type of purchase price, the kind of return you could expect, and just sort of how I think through the deals as I'm trying to put them together. Okay, so let's start with a cash flow um, option. So this is one that you're going to buy, hold for a long time, rent out, and hopefully make a profit from the rent, be more than all of the expenses. Uh, really, it's really quite hard to do at the moment with the tax implications and high interest rates. It is hard. I think these are going to get better. I think we're towards the top, if not at the top of the interest rate cycle. There's a potential for a change of government in a few months. Um, this Again, this isn't guaranteed. Uh, National have said that they may repeal this or they will repeal the um, tax deductibility rules. But you've kind of got to go into this assuming that things may not get better. So you've got to try and make it work for you as best you can. So the types of properties that I buy are existing houses, so you're going to need a 40% deposit. They're almost always properties that I'm going to renovate, and I'm assuming that I'm borrowing 100% of the purchase price. So for me, I've got equity and other properties that I own, so I'm borrowing 100% of the purchase price. If you're unsure what this means, I've done other podcasts on usable equity I've done reels on it, so there's plenty of information what this means. And I'm also assuming that I've got cash for the renovation. So you'll see as I go through how how those figures work and how it sort of works out. Okay, so I always do this. I, I start at the, at the end and I work backwards. So for this example, I'm going to say that after all the renovations are done, I can expect $750 a week rent. So this is $39,000 a year. Then I work out, look, hey, I want $100 a week profit. So I take $5,200 off my annual rent. So it started off at $39,000. We've taken off $5,200, which is $100 a week. So we're down to $33,800. I then take off the rates and insurance, and I've estimated on this property would be about $6,000 a year rates and insurance. 
So we're down to $27,800. So then you divide that by the interest rate. So I'm using an interest rate of 6.5%. So 27,800 divided by 6.5% interest rate gets me $427,600. As I've said, so this is the potential purchase price. So as I've said, I'm not adding in the renovation costs. If you do that, you've then got to take the renovation costs off that figure, but I'm not, I'm going to use that in cash. So this means that I can buy a property that I think is going to rent for $750 a week. If I spend $427,600, I can then expect $100 a week profit with a rent of $750 a week. I'll put all these figures down in the show notes below, so if you want to have a look at sort of how I come to these figures. So that, on a purchase price of $427,600, that equals a 9.1% gross yield, which sounds pretty good, but when you say it's only $100 a week profit, that's before tax. So this would be negatively geared after tax because with interest deductibility, you are, you're making a cash loss. So if I said to you, you can buy a 9.1% gross yielding property, most people would think that's pretty good, but it's just actually not quite good enough. So that's sort of the rough schedule of how I run through the figures for a, a buy and hold property. So as I said, this will, these figures will differ depending on your properties you're looking at, the different rents you can get, the different type of interest rates. Um, but that's kind of a rough outline of how I would do it. So the second, the second type of deals that we, we look at are flip deals or trades. So these are quick renovations. So we buy, do a quick renovation, and then on sale. So the types of renovations that these are, um, you're doing carpet, you're doing paint, you're doing new kitchen, new bathroom, you're reconfiguring a few walls to add a bedroom on the internal layout, you're doing landscaping, you're modernizing it with um, new light fittings, power switches, sockets, that sort of thing. What you're not doing is you're not doing any kind of work that needs a building consent because this takes too long. You're not doing a subdivision, which can take up to a year. You're generally not doing full rewires or replums because it just starts to get too expensive. So again, um, this is a this is a deal I've been looking at. And again, I worked backwards um, to start at the sale price and then work back through all the different figures to work out what I can possibly pay for it. So in this deal, we I've talked to a few different agents. I think that we can achieve a sale price after all the renovation of $495,000. So I start going through and deducting my expenses. So I've said a real estate agent is going to be about $16,000, which is approximately 3.5%. And again, these are all kind of rough figures, but it gives you an idea of how I how I work these out. So a sale price of $495,000. Real estate agent fees of 16000 On this deal, I would like to make an $80,000 profit, which sounds like a lot, 
but you're going to lose roughly 50% to tax, GST, and legal costs when you close. So from that 80,000 profit, you're probably only going to see 40. That's if you can achieve all these figures that I'm talking through here. I think the renovation costs will be approximately 50,000. It's going to be holding costs at 8% for three months, which is $7,000. So to get that, I go the purchase price times 8% divided by 12 to give me a monthly figure and then times that by three, which equals 7,000. Which then brings me back to a possible purchase price of $342,000. So that's as I said, starting with the sale price, taking off all the all the costs and the possible profit, leaves me with $342,000. So this is a split of $153,000. So that's the difference between what you purchase it for and what you can sell it for. So quite a big gain, $153,000. And on this deal, your potential profit in the hand after all, taxes, all expenses, you're looking at about 40000 Is it worth it? Yeah, probably. If you think of how long it takes you to actually earn 40000 in your job or in your business, uh, and you can do this in two to four months. So call it three months. It's pretty good. You could potentially do three or four of these deals a year. And that 50000 reno is, so I would be doing the demolition I'd be doing the project management and I'd be employing tradespeople to do the bulk of the work. So you could potentially do this while doing a job, but if you can be on site as much as possible and manage this process, you'll have a much higher rate of success, in my opinion. So those are two two different deals, how I would run the figures. Um, as I said, each, each deal I look at is a little bit different. So each deal that you look at, you'll have different figures. But So always start at the end and then work your way back up with all your costs, all your expenses, and you'll come out with a, a purchase price which you can afford to spend. Again, I haven't left much room in these figures for contingencies. Often I'd leave another 10% um, for the just-in-case things that always crop up. Especially in a renovation, you know, you, you open up a wall thinking it's going to be a certain way and chances are that it's not. So every renovation I've done, there's always been little hidden surprises. Sometimes these cost you a bit more. Sometimes it's just a, a time factor to redo something that you weren't expecting. So especially at the moment with the way the market is, I'd always be leaving a little bit more fat in a deal. So that means generally offering less to leave more margin in it, just in case it's going to cost you more time or more money. So that's a really quick overview of how I decide on a purchase price. Again, all of these details will be in the show notes below. You can find more information on nathanbroughton.com. We would love a review, uh, a five-star review here on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts would be amazing. If you want to share this with someone you know on your social channels, you can email it, you can tell your mate, um, would really appreciate that. Uh, and if you've got any uh, topics you'd like me to talk about, 
flip me a message. Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram. As I said, all my details are on nathanbroughton.com or on the show notes below, you've got all the different ways you can get in touch with us. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.